0: Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age.
0: This is Parenting Bites.
1: Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy. I am here in the studio with Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Hello. Hello. I'm Nancy Friedman, my co-founder for KidsViews.com and also from HipToHousewife.com. Hello. So many things. Um, We are here in the CBS studio in New York, all in person, which is super exciting. And we have a special guest who we're going to tell you about in one second. Uh, We're going to talk about three things today. The first one actually involves our special guest, uh, Megan Francis from The Happiest Home and many other endeavors also. Everyone in this room has many endeavors, which is probably (laughs) true of moms everywhere, I think. Um, Our second topic is going to be Mother's Day, because who's more qualified to talk about Mother's Day than a bunch of moms? And then we're going to dig into our Digital Dilemma of the Week and our Parenting Bites. So let's jump right in with Megan Francis, who is joining us today. Hi, Yay. everyone. She flew in from Michigan this morning. I did. And boy, are her arms dead.
0: <laughs> I <I'm sorry laughs> for someone to make that
1: joke. <laughs> Johnny Carson wasn't here, so Nancy. made the joke on the joke. Yeah. Um, and we're super excited to have you
0: here yeah. in the studio. Really excited. I remember when you all started podcasting together so many years ago now, it feels like. I actually don't remember when that was, but it's been, been a while, either. huh? What like five years ago, four years ago? Oh
1: on our other podcasts.
0: Yeah. yeah. I think we had some of the podcast. first lady podcasters. I <laughs> we lady podcast. I knew so yeah. The Susan B. Anthony of Podcasters. <laughs> Just moves, um, things move a lot faster now, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well then we
2: were sitting in my at my dining room table. Now we're Come Very professional. As but you'll Megan, see from the picture. you also have a podcast. I do.
1: Which we uh, should talk about.
0: I have several, actually. Um, <laughs> speaking of having my hands on a lot of pie. well, I'll talk first. I know you wanted me to talk about the Happiest Home. Yeah, let's talk about that first. I'll talk about that first, and then how these things kind of grew out of it. So, <clears throat> thehappiesthome.com dot is my blog, um, and actually, it launched as thehappiestmom.com. dot You may remember that I incarnation do. of it that I launched about six years ago when my daughter, who is. Now six was a little baby, um, and at the time I had little kids, and I was very much in that period of really intense motherhood, and everything was very mom-focused. And so my my point of the blog was sort of just to help other moms via my journey to just find more satisfaction in motherhood, come up with those shortcuts, and also some of the attitude adjustment you need to get through it all um, in the early years. And then as my kids got older, I found that I was kind of looking more at my kids. I have five. Um, The oldest is 17 and the youngest is six. And so I was looking more at our lives as sort of the context of us as family and how to create a happier home um, that all the people in your family live in. And so the, the blog focuses on everything from kind of keeping everything organized and clean and running smoothly, as smoothly as is possible, <laughs> let's all be honest, um, and to mom's life and self-care, and it covers a, a wide gamut of topics. But from that, um, I started a podcast called The Home Hour a couple of years ago, and then I just launched, so I've had regular guests who have come on and have ended up becoming, like, these niches within the podcast. So we actually just launched um, a couple, a few new ones, the Style Hour, the Mom Hour, and the Right at Home Moms. So those are from people who I was having on as regular guests, and then those topics kind of took on a life of their own. So I have this, like, little mini empire going right now, and it's freaking <laughs> me out.
1: You're a mom You're a mogul.
0: media mogul. Well, I'm doing it all from my little tiny office, too, so... You guys have a really nice setup here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's nice to be in an actual studio It is with nice, nice, yeah.
1: So, you know, one of the things about The Happiest Home is you have a really large audience mm-hmm. from all over the country. Mm-hmm. And what do you see the most that moms want to talk about? What have been your most popular posts?
0: I have to say anything that has to do with giving yourself a break and lowering expectations of yourself <laughs> and your kids and sometimes your spouse um, has it's like one of those ones where you 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 know you you write a post and you think I feel like I've already written this post 8 million times is anyone going to respond and then everyone loves that post Yeah, Yeah, it's because it's it's those universal themes right it's like everybody keeps returning to them because it just always rings true no matter where you are and the way I had to go easy on myself when I had a newborn is different than the way I have to go easy on myself with my high schooler but it all it all counts and it's just the same kind of theme with different experiences so that has definitely been one um Another, I, I know I was going to bring up some of the more controversial stuff, because I had this one post I wrote a few years ago, and it's the only one I've ever really gotten true trolling on. I, I've, I'm a pretty troll-free space, just because I, I think most of the stuff I write about is pretty positive, and I, um, I don't share a ton of really personal stuff about myself, just because I don't want to deal with the people remembering what I said <laughs> about myself later. Right. So um, it's more, it's kind of more universal, but I wrote about having a cleaning person. And people freaked out. It was the weirdest, like, people really freaked out. You have out. five kids. I, I mean, well, and it was funny because I was like, well, I mean, you don't bake all your own bread, do you? I mean, it was. I do. Oh, you do? Yeah. Okay, well. <laughs> Amy makes all her own uh, Amy she grows, she grows her it. Actually,
2: yeah. she grows her own wheat. Oh, really? That's <laughs>
3: step two. Okay. <laughs> and so, well, it's so funny because... And lays um, her own eggs. <laughs> I, I, I grew up in Buffalo where yeah. nobody has a cleaning person. Like, yeah. I never. The only person I ever knew growing up who had a cleaning person was my aunt. And the cleaning person came every Thursday, so we were only allowed to, at her house on Tuesday and Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> like She needed a kid-free zone after the cleaning person came. In New York, it's like normal. Right. Like, everybody has one. So
0: in Michigan, it's not... Well, and this were... Well, it was funny because you could tell... I mean, the the comments were coming from all over the place. And um, one person actually came on and said, you know, I live in Central America, I want to say. And she said, here it's considered your duty. If you have money, you... Put people to work. That is your job, and it's huh. not even like if you have money. It's like if you have enough. 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 Yeah. Your middle class. In part of your job is to hire people to do things for you. So she's like, "This is really confusing." <laughs> she's like, "Everybody here has it," and I guess where I'm from, I mean, some do, some don't. Um, certainly my parents did not, and I think a lot of kind of middle class Midwestern people grew up watching their moms do everything, and it's just a different time now. And also, it was it's just so funny. It was it was so sort of arbitrary what people would get upset about someone getting help with. And yeah. then, you know, it's like, I mean, we all need help with something. Right. So. I'm, I'm not
3: sure that scrubbing my own
0: toilets makes me a better person. So right. I don't yeah. understand why. I certainly can scrub my own, and yeah. I you know, let's face it, I have a lot of kids, I still end up doing it anyway. (laughs) Well, did you get people saying your kids should be doing it? Like, why don't you have your kids doing more chores? Mm, A little bit of that, but mostly it was things like, it was and I kind of wonder now, looking back, if it was just a few really persistent voices that were sort of just getting the conversation really, and how it all started was that someone said, well, now that I know you have a cleaning person, and she wasn't even really mean about it. She said, I just think differently of you now. Now I just, I'm going to like, look at your advice through a different lens. And I was like, Okay, because I guess up until then she thought I was doing everything on my own, and I was like, Well, I'm glad you know that I'm not. Yeah, because that's right. silly and nobody can, and I sh- maybe I should have been more forthcoming from day one. It just never occurred to me I would have to say anything about having a cleaning person. Well,
1: you know, it's so. really funny because it's the happiest home, right? right? And so,
0: there. I, I mean,
1: I guess there's some people who take a total thrill in cleaning. Like, there are there are people who are like, my kitchen floor shines, Right. right? I mean, please, we don't even have a three-second rule in my house. I'm like, that fell on the floor, <laughs> that is done. Like, yeah. I don't know when that floor is clean. But I could see, uh, to me, I could see how people, like, will come to the happiest home thinking, like, you have it figured out, you're gonna yes. tell them that they could balance this and balance that and figure and, it out yeah. and be well, the happiest. But that really might be what makes your home that happy. Is, is like yeah. you have someone right. else cleaning or helping you in some way, whether babysitting yeah. or gardening, exactly. whatever Something. it is that you need to outsource. Yeah,
3: that's an important lesson for those people. Right. That being
0: happy maybe means getting help. Well, and I think that there's always this thing in the blogging world and probably in any kind of media is that people want to put people on pedestals. And it's a big dissolute disillusion- because when they figure out that actually that person isn't doing it, then they kind of realize, oh, maybe I can't be perfect either, <laughs> and that's really hard for some people to accept. I think they think if they could just figure out someone's system or. Someone's but I would mindset. think it would be a relief.
2: Yeah. Like, oh know. wow, even her and I thought she was doing it all by yeah. herself. Like- well, you,
0: I think for some people it is. I think some cling, and I think sometimes there's this ideal motherhood, right, in people's head, and it for whatever reason it involves this flitting around the house with the duster thing, and you know, I mean, I. Don't, there are certain heels. household tasks I really do enjoy doing, and that's fine. But I don't expect anybody else to enjoy doing those same things that I like to do. And also, that doesn't mean I have time to do them all the time either. That's the other thing. What do you
1: think are your core, like if I said to you, okay, top five things, happiest home.
0: Yeah. Go. Oh, gosh. <laughs> okay, like, so, well, yeah, that's tough. I mean, as I have, like, my overarching topics, but then just to kind of boil it down to, I guess like a
2: value statement or Like something?
0: a BuzzFeed f- top five. No. Come on, let's
2: go. Oh,
1: on. <laughs> no, that make your
0: home you yeah, I mean? Yes, so yes. no, no, you not know, on your blog. Uh, no,
2: no, list. not a, like a specific post, but in general, what are the no, things that make it right. yeah. a like like happy home? Like if yes, like, a con- Like especially for Concepts.
1: like a new mom, let's say, like the sure. concept home of like, this, these are the five things that like I've found that yeah. will help you achieve a happy. Absolutely.
0: Okay, so the first one that I think is probably the hardest for moms to like wrap their brains around is that their needs matter. As much as everybody else is in the house, mm-hmm. um, and I think sometimes you almost have to try a little harder to meet your own needs than everybody else's because you almost do those by default. So mm-hmm. it's it's we're never going to forget um, that our kids need to be fed and that our kids uh, need. Oops. <laughs> well, I mean, we might not do it, but we've, well, in the back of our heads, it's we in know we back what of to my get head. done. But it's those things just always seem to bubble up in priority, and I think especially for newer moms. Um, it's so hard it's like as you get away from that you start to forget like what that was really like but Mm -hmm. um so i try to always kind of stay in touch with that so that's definitely one of them the second one for me is having the family unit whatever that consists of be people who enjoy each other's company and sometimes that means you have like you have to look at your family and tell what their individual needs are so if you've got a, a kid who needs their own space um then find a way to give that kid their own space and if you have a kid who you know needs a little more right now from you it's okay it doesn't always have to be fair and that's something I've definitely learned with five kids like it is never going to be 20 percent of my time and attention to each kid that's impossible sometimes one needs 85 percent and sometimes another one needs 75 percent or whatever I can't really split myself (laughs) up in percentages but it isn't simple math and so I'm always adjusting and letting people be who they are um gosh I think Keeping a functional house is really important. And so for me, that involves having someone help come help me make it functional because I will get really irritated and um, just kind of start to feel like blah and really unmotivated if my house looks like crap. And so mm-hmm. I can't really function in that. Mm-hmm. So I have to keep it as decluttered as I can. I'm not perfect and I'm not a minimalist at all. Um, but that's part of why having help works. And now that the kids are older, having them all pitch in um, and that sense of teamwork is big, too. Mike. I guess that gives me one more. Oh, one more. What would it be? Time together. You know, mm-hmm. just time for everyone to enjoy each other. That's what it's all about. That's why we have these little people in the first place. Right. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you
1: have such a range of ages. Yes. And so your 17-year-old, let's just say, grew up with technology in a very yes. different way than your 6-year-old now is. Oh, yeah. So, how have, you seen, how have you seen yourself change as a parent yeah. balancing technology and kids? And are you way more lenient with your six year old than you were with your 17 <sighs> year old?
0: You know, um, yes, I am more lenient, but also it's just more around. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think, and probably you guys all are in the same boat, that I have the, and I do think it's a benefit of having been a super early adopter to the internet and to mobile technology because I feel like I'm kind of over it in a way that a lot of people who, you know, and when mm-hmm. I say i over it, I'm not glued to my phone all the time. Like I'm not one of those people who it rings and I'm like, you know, I'm, I'm making this for people who can't see me. I'm making like this <laughs> mad <laughs> this radio gesture. Radio. Like I'm trying to get my phone out and answer it in a restaurant or whatever. Um, I kind of got that all out of my system, like. 10 years ago. I was addicted to forums before I was addicted. Mm -hmm. I never got addicted to blogs the way some people did because I got that all out of my system like an AOL chat room (laughs) (laughs) way back in the day. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business,
3: sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it talking tech apps entertainment and issues around parenting the digital generation
0: this is parenting bites with rebecca levy so i am more lenient with my six-year-old but but that's partly just because there's we have you know now we have six tablets when my 17 year old was six what, were there tablets? No, there weren't no. even tablets. Yeah, I mean, we had a computer. Right, you were talking about the family desktop. Yes, like keeping the it in the living room so you yeah. could see what they exactly. were doing. Exactly, and we had, um, a, you know, an Xbox or whatever, but just one, and everyone had to share. It was just like built in. There was only one, so everyone had to take turns. So, um, I think that for me, that's the biggest challenge is not is not having everyone just take their device and then just scurry mm-hmm. off into their corner, and because we do have that one desktop, but then. You know, only they only use that for typing school papers on these days, and and my daughter uses a little bit because they all have now in school they have eight million different sites they have to go to to play these busy games. I don't know why they have to. Ooh, Ooh, that's going to be our digital (laughs) dilemma. Yeah. (laughs) So to answer your question, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: no, I mean I think it's interesting to have that perspective. I mean I have like my nieces and nephews where I see that like they're twenty, and then my you know my my niece who's six, and it's. It's so interesting to see someone who is truly growing up with it, where yeah. an iPad was stuck into your hands at two years old, and you're growing up swiping and doing YouTube, yes. to my niece and nephew, who are really social media. They were the first for social media because right. they were that age when, like, Facebook took off. They were that 13. Mm-hmm. And it's it's so difficult. It's, they're such guinea pigs,
0: right? Yeah. And so are we, yeah. trying to
1: figure it all out.
0: Have you ever seen, like, a little kid when confronted with an actual computer, like how frustrated they get because they can't swipe.
3: Oh, or there are all those YouTube videos of babies when you hand them a magazine or a book and they're trying to pinch and zoom and and move the pages and they don't understand how it works. And as funny as it is on one level, and you know that I'm pretty free and easy with the technology in my house, like, Seeing a baby not knowing what to do with a book makes me want to cry. So my niece
1: did that with the TV the other day. And it was funny because an iPad commercial came on and she like (gasps) went running to the TV and she tried to push on the TV. And she's twelve. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) She's two. But my sister and brother in law didn't have a TV at that time still. So like she really didn't know from it just looked like a giant fifty inch iPad. Yeah. Yeah. And it was so funny to see it like she was just could not figure out why this massive screen in front of her didn't work the same
0: way. Yeah mm-hmm. the other thing I've noticed with my six year old that's way different from my 17 year old and and this is probably across the board a new thing with kids um, is how into the idea of themselves as stars. <laughs> uh-huh. And in some part I'm like, that's kind of awesome because I would have been the kid who at six I would have had my own you know video channel and I would have been doing all these things like that would have been and I I look at how I remember the first time I sat down and I created a GeoCities website I was this really (laughs) young mom And I thought, I can do anything. It was this crazy feeling of just opportunity. I was, like, living in a small town in Michigan, and I never even would have thought, like, I could be a writer. I could do these different things. And it was like, oh, tilde slash, you know, GeoCities, da-da-da. This is my place. Like, my website. People can find me. I can do anything with this. And it's like that, but, you know, 17 years later. But it's, it's a little... Alarming at times because she'll watch my daughter will watch these videos of kids unboxing their toys and then she'll say, "Do you think that I could be a star like this?" Yes, that's what kids do. Yes 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 yes, 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 yes. Hey, was, wasn't that a natural way? I just said that plug <laughs> up, you guys. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's it's also this idea of like, oh, it's so cool that you can be your own you know, personality. Yeah. But it's yeah. like, but where is the flip side of that? At the of risk that? of sounding pluggy,
2: because we really don't talk about kids who's on this podcast Please at do. all. No,
0: I totally find <laughs> it. But, I mean,
2: that sort of was the whole point yeah. in in us founding it, is that there, we knew kids are going to see their parents right. do it, going to see other kids whose parents put their videos up on YouTube, or kids who, even though they're not supposed to, put their videos up on YouTube, right. and they're going to want to do it, and we really wanted there to be a safe place for that to happen. Right. And that's what Kids Views is because we watch every single video, we make sure those kids don't do what they do. But that doesn't mean that we don't also understand that's a that's a big thing to have yourself out there in public on a video. We just try to sort but it's gonna happen anyway, so at least we try to mitigate it. This
1: is
0: the way the world's going, right? Right. There's but no putting the we cat. We have bag.
1: gotten emails from parents asking us how we're going to promote their child and yes. make their child into a star. And you know, no. often, and and yeah, and to those parents, we say we're not right. Um, you know, like your child's awesome and great, and they're going to yeah. make what they make. Um, but 99.9% of the people on YouTube have four views on their videos, right. or certainly fewer than 100. Um, and I think people, that's the problem is these kids watch Tube and they watch these kids and they think I'm going to do, or their parents, worse, their parents think they're going to do it and make a bazillion dollars yeah. and they don't realize
0: that's almost impossible. Right. It's like the 2.0 version of being a stage mother. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. Except so at least a
1: stage mom, your kid's going to may- maybe be on Broadway or right. maybe a Disney <laughs> channel show. But like, you know, YouTube, you have no, there's just bazillions of people that give you're giving up a ton of personal information like we talk about that all the time right and people don't realize what they're giving up when they when they put their kids up there and they're easily findable you have geolocation on you're like bing there's that kid you're googleable yeah even if your kid's not so it's it's an interesting parenting dilemma i think for parenting now but yeah people are way too eager everyone thinks their kid's the
0: next something something <laughs> not me. Mine are just normal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just and kidding. That's the best they're attitude, great. Right? They're great, but they're gonna do it or they're not. Yeah, it's not up to me to make right. them into. And you G-stars. know what happens to kids
1: is sort of what happens to a lot of bloggers who start blogs, mm-hmm. right? Isn't that also like 9 out of 10 bloggers right. stop after 3 months? Is that they put them up and then no one comments and no one does anything and no one and came and then they lose interest. exactly. Yeah. Which yeah. is most of the time. Which is kids with almost everything. Right. Yeah,
0: absolutely. <laughs> right. Let them try it and see if they like it. And, right. You know, and find their passion. Yeah, and,
1: exactly. And maybe it's doing horrible booger jokes on YouTube. <laughs> there right. can never be too many of those. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, I like, so what is your most popular part of Happiest Home, you think? Your most popular section. What is your most popular post of all time? Oh, my gosh.
0: Okay. So, of all time, I think it was one I wrote about um, having, and it's so funny because I was actually at the same conference that I'm here in New York to be at, um, at the ASJA conference. But this was like five years ago. And I bought a dress for it that I spent more money on than I usually would spend on myself. And then I wrote a post about it. And included some photos from the that I had gotten taken at the conference from a guy named Mark Bennington, who I think is local. And, um, and I, for whatever reason, that post just went crazy. And actually, I met a lot of really great people through that post who I'm still bloggy friends with now so it's kind of fun and it went um, it
3: went crazy in a good way oh yeah no because okay. it was, it was I'm thinking like they don't want you to have help cleaning your house and now they don't no, want you to spend money they on they don't your want clothes. me to be pretty
0: <laughs> <laughs> no everybody it was more of like a rah rah like you know go you you spend some money on yourself good that was great good I had this other post that actually took off on Facebook this is the truly only truly viral thing I've ever done I'm super proud of it it was a total accident I found this picture of myself pregnant at a wedding um when my son Isaac, who's now 15, was, like, two or three. And I had him slung over my hip, and I'm, like, hugely pregnant because he was having a tantrum, and he's, like, got his arms back and is obviously screaming, and I'm just trudging along with this look on my face, like, you know. If you guys have show notes, I'll share the picture with you, and you can put it in there because it's hilarious. (laughs) And I posted on my Facebook wall, and I just said something like, you know, this was just a really bad moment in my life as a mom, and everyone can relate to that, and I put some uplifting message in there or something. Now, if I had known, I would have put a link (laughs) to the blog post I read about it in Facebook and I think this was a couple years ago I don't even think you could edit at that time um, photo captions so I woke up the next morning and my friend said did you you know that your picture is all of like my mom just called me and asked me oh how funny so it was one of those crazy things and it was like it just blew up and there was like two days of internet fame, and then it just went away. <laughs> so. well, like, like, it you know, always does. I've always kind of wondered
3: about people who get things to truly go go viral. Yeah. Did Were there any lasting effects from it? Did
0: you gain viewers? Yeah. Did you gain followers? Nothing. Uh, I would say my Facebook uh, likes went up quite a bit, but that's proven to be almost useless. Because <laughs> <laughs> I mean, nobody sees anything I post anymore anyway, unless I pay for it. So, um, on Facebook anyway. So, I think gosh, was it, you know, I, I wrote something for the Huffington Post about it um, that a lot of people did click over to my blog, and I, you know, I got a, a, a little spike, but I don't right. think most of those people hung around. I mm-hmm. just I just kind of feel like that's the way it works usually. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I have a post that's up on um, Scary Mommy that's been mm-hmm. shared over 50,000 times, and what I've gotten from that is I can now say, I have a post that was shared over 50,000 times. <laughs> <Yeah, 000 exactly. laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. pretty much it. Yeah. I got a little bump when it first went up, and I get the occasional you know, something, but Pretty much the big thing, as I can say, and that I met a woman, a total stranger, who actually quoted something from the bees, and I was like, "Where? What?" <laughs> and she Chew. said, "Oh, I read this blog about," and I was like, "Oh my god, I wrote that blog. That was wow." Very okay, that's bizarre. the Mary
3: What's Meant Sally moment. Was right? very yeah, bizarre, is, yeah.
2: But you know, it. But that's like you know the intangible. But who cares,
1: right? Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, look, we, I mean, Facebook is where parents share everything. So that's where everything happens. Right. For
2: most people, Mm -hmm. they're not care about traffic to their blogs who are listening to us. They care about it as a parent. Right. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But uh, so happy sooms. Now you have your podcast network. So talk a little bit. So just can you describe in a nutshell <laughs> um, where can people find it yes and what do you guys talk about and is it weekly are they all weekly i know They're you're, not at you're all weekly. building a little getting, network getting
0: to that eventually um, so the actual network is called life listened so you can go to lifelistened.com or you can go to the momhour.com the stylehour.com the homehour.com they all just route to the same place and um, so there's four so there's four of them and the one the home hour is still weekly and i have rotating co-hosts that come on that show. It's changing format a bit. It used to be all interview-based. Now I'm kind of making it more just like chatting with friends. Um, And then the Mom Hour was with Sarah Powers and I, and we talk about, surprise, surprise, Mom stuff. Um, (laughs) We've only, we've done two episodes together, and then you know, we've got, that will be coming out every other week. And then I'm doing the Style Hour, which is kind of funny, because I'm not really, I'm not a fashion blogger, and I'm not that stylish. But (laughs) the woman who I'm doing it with, her name is Shayna Dragalis, and she has a blog called The Mom Edit, which is a really popular Fashion blog aimed at moms, and it's just funny because sometimes we'll be having a conversation and she'll just throw out this term. Like one day she said something about an arm party, and I said oh, an arm party. She's like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I forgot. You're not a style blogger. An arm party is when you stack, stack a bunch of bangles. Of bangles on your arms. Like, why don't people just call it a bunch of bracelets on your arms? <laughs> like, arm does it have, does it have to have a name? That sounds gruesome." <laughs> Right, like a bunch of arms dancing I thought it was going to be
1: tattoos. I was like, I
0: was like that's oh, cool. I knew. A bunch I of moms knew. with tattoos. I yeah. so, so I, I guess, myself. I think I keep her in check a little bit, you know, right. and I'll, I'll be like, well, you know, this is just my reality, and um, so talk slower
1: for the rest of us. Yeah. Exactly Show exactly. us your arms, ladies. It's like a Michelle Obama thing. like <laughs> yeah. Moms with awesome arms.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then I've got the Right at Home Moms with my friend Jessica Ashley, um, who some of you might know. She's an yeah. old school blogger, and Um, We're both freelance writers as well as bloggers, and so we talk about just the realities of working at home, writing specifically, but it it really could apply to almost any kind of Yeah, right. Working at home is lonely. And And writing is really lonely. And especially (laughs) when you have kids, even if they're all in school, we all know the reality that the day that you think you're going to get a bunch done, someone's home sick or... Mm -hmm. You know, the your dog time, barks yeah. or whatever. It's just there's always something. Your going time on. is not your own. No, it's not. It's not. And this is the first year I've had all five of my kids in school at once at the same time. Mm. And in my entire arm life. Arm party. My entire life as a mom, yeah. My first thing was I was like, I'm having an arm party today <laughs> <laughs> to celebrate. Um, you put but, cake pops on your arms. Yeah. And, <laughs> <laughs> and it has been amazing. I mean I'm getting so much more done, but I have been surprised that it's not exactly the mecca that I thought it was mm-hmm. going to be. I really thought I'd be, like, four times as productive. and Nope. (laughs) It's kind of like five kids isn't five times one kid, right? Right. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. And, you know, yeah, that's so true. And there's just always something to be doing. And so it's great. I mean, I'm really enjoying having the split between my time for me to do stuff and I can volunteer at the kids' school or go on chaperone field trips and stuff. But, um, Yeah, it's just been interesting to see how my time is still kind of split up just because I'm at home working and not, you know.
3: I remember the first time I went on a business trip and my husband took a day off from work so that he could, you know, take care of things at home and and get the kids off to school and be there when they got back. And he said, Look, I'm not going to say that I have it harder than you or that you have it, (laughs) but. Nine to five is not as, or I'm sorry, nine to three is not as long a time as I thought it was. (laughs) Right.
0: It goes fast. It does. Yeah.
3: It really does fly by. Yeah. All right. Well, with that, we can
1: segue to Mother's Day, a day that moms are supposed to have exactly how they want it and never, never works out (laughs) like that at all. I don't know if it's as long as you have your your own mom or a mother-in-law, if that is true. Mm. Um, that Mother's Day is never
2: really for you? I have solved this dilemma. Oh, what, what have you
1: done
3: I answer? go
2: away.
0: I was just going to uh, say, I left the state last year on Mother's Day. I drove the California uh, Pacific Coast with my husband, and
2: I, that uh, was nice. I've gone away twice, <laughs> once, courtesy of uh, Disney. Mm-hmm. And I could have gone again courtesy of Disney, but I would already planned my Mother's Day getaway. <laughs> it was too late. Um, but it's I, I hate Mother's Day. Generally, what I do on Mother's Day is... Put put up my annual, I hate Mother's Day blog post, <laughs> and uh, stay away from everyone. But it's but I do my you know my I have a, my mother and my mother in law are both in their eighties, mm-hmm. so I do feel a little guilty about ditching. But I see them all the time, so I don't feel that
0: guilty. My mother in law is now spending Mother's Day almost every year in Florida, so I don't feel sorry for her, and she does not put any any obligations right. That's nice. it works out great yeah, yeah
3: so. see my mother's day is always exactly the way I wanted because um, both my mother and mother-in-law live in other places so <laughs> they have nothing to do with it my husband always asks me what I want and when my kids were very small my answer was always time without all of you yeah. right mm-hmm. and so he would just like take the kids somewhere for the day so that I could be alone now that they're older and I don't I don't need to get away from them so much um You know, I I don't want anything special. I don't want to be in a restaurant with every other mother in New York City. I don't want anything special at all.
2: I just don't want to have to drive to New Jersey.
3: It has (laughs) nothing to do
2: with my my mother-in-law. It has (laughs) nothing to do
3: with, like, who it is. just sitting in traffic. Sitting in
2: Mother's Day traffic to New Jersey on Mother's Day is the worst. So we usually end up going to New Jersey on Saturday.
3: I've never had a special Mother's Day Uh, meal ever, I don't think. And this year I'll actually be in Disney World with my kids on Mother's Day, just totally by coincidence, and there is going to be a Mother's Day breakfast. Yeah, they
2: do a nice thing.
3: And and my kids won't have to do anything, and my husband won't have to do anything, and so that works out well. Everybody go to Disney
0: World for Mother's Day. Yeah, no kidding. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment,
3: and more. Play it at play.it.
0: Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy.
1: There's so much yeah, pressure on Mother's Day, right? There's so much pressure on the dads, and there's so yeah. much pressure on, not your, when your kids are little, but, like, right. you as an adult child, I feel
0: like there's more pressure. And Seriously? Yeah. I think it must depend on the, whether the family that you come from or the family you've created, how they do. Gifts and. Well, and, yeah. like, Hallmark holidays. I'm putting that in quotations because yeah. I think that's kind of a silly phrase. It's a holiday or it's not. But, I, you know, like, Valentine's Day. It's only a lot of pressure no. if if it is, right, right. And if it's not, right. it's not. at yeah. our, our house, it's not because I don't care. Yeah, our house, <laughs> well, right. I don't care. I don't. Have, I don't, right. I don't I, my husband
3: doesn't have to get me anything for any of those holidays. We usually check with each other first, just yeah. to make sure right. that because if one gets a gift, and right. you know, the other one doesn't get a gift. Right. And and no, I put no pressure on him for that stuff. He puts no pressure. Although
2: on me. I will say, for Mother's Day, I don't care about gifts, and I don't care about going to a restaurant, I don't care about any of that. But I do. I can't help myself, which is probably why I leave. I do expect them. Not to be difficult and miserable and demanding. <laughs> no, and it's yeah. just
3: too much f- to expect from them, so you leave. <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. Yeah. And I, this year, it's, not, it's also my 18th wedding anniversary, Mother's no. Day. So I'm Ooh. really ditching. I'm ditching everything.
1: Your Mother's Day
2: is also very close to your birthday, Nancy. So I know. Have, I get everything kids help kids help at like once. A double whammy. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, well, but I, my kids, I don't, I never, I'm very clear that I don't, We. my kids have never given me gifts for anything events. And I don't, I, you know, I have always felt this pressure. We always had to exchange presents within my family. And I just, I have not put that on my children. I'm just not, I don't care. I don't want them to have to go and buy me something and think about it, which my kid's birthday is tomorrow. and I still have to get my daughter (laughs) something.
1: But I have to say, okay, so I do think it's important for kids to learn to give a present, to to their yeah. mom or their grandmother or whatever. like I think kids are given so much that I actually don't think it's a lot to ask of them and it doesn't have to be on Mother's, like, Mother's yeah. Day has this other pressure associated with it but I do think that Making like I always make sure my kids at least make a card for my husband, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Worried, oh like, yeah. There has to be some effort. I yeah. feel like because or else they're just being taught that like everything is for Comes them, to which their they already way. think anyway, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, especially a certain age, yeah, at a certain age. Like you should know that you like should also be giving, and it right. doesn't mean buying, and it doesn't mean whatever. And that is, the, I think, the weird thing about Mother's Day is this artificial pressure is put on everyone, and mm-hmm. everyone feels it. And it's yucky <laughs> in some ways. And I actually think Facebook exacerbates it because then everyone starts seeing everyone's – Right. What, like, there's always, like, some dad that did something crazy, Ugh, you know. Yes. For them, and everyone's like, Ugh, F him, you know. And then, like, yeah. this one, and then you're supposed to, like, post about your mother. And somehow – it just gets very out of
2: control when social media gets involved, Well, I think. Rebecca and I yesterday were watching a commercial – uh, video for some kind of orange juice. Minute made. Minute-made orange juice. And it was a bunch of kids. they're like, find out what these kids had to say had to say about their moms and it'll surprise you. I'm like something tells me I'm not gonna be surprised. It's gonna be heartwarming. And yeah. and it's this like kids reading a note that they wrote to their parent flashing between the kid reading it and then the mom reading it. But and first one the case parents the dad, said what kind of mom and dad they thought Right, they, they didn't think, they thought they were just doing an okay job and then the, you know, the daughter writes about how fabulous, it, and it was so over the top, like heart tuggy, we made this for Mother's Day manipulative, that it wasn't I cry when someone gets excited when they win on the Price is Right yes. <laughs> this did not do a thing for me, it was just and that's the problem with Mother's Day is that it's become so manipulative manufactured, yes. emotional, that yeah. I'd rather spend the weekend in Chicago with my girlfriends.
3: Yeah, I just take myself out of it. In fact, I have a rule for Mother's Day, Valentine's Day, all those big holidays, that my husband is not allowed to get me flowers, but if he wants to get them
0: for me the next day when they're really cheap, I would love them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, and the gift thing with the kids, I mean, I've been um, fortunate, I guess, that my kids' schools have often... Kind of taking care of that for both yeah, Mother's right. and Father's Day, and also around the holidays, like, the kids will often come home with like some little clay junk, right? That, <laughs> <you> <laughs> the, know, you know, they made for things, <laughs> but it's it's cute, and it's it makes them feel good to give it to me, and it makes me feel good to receive it from them, and it's 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 fine, yes. you know. It's all I need, really. <laughs>
3: See, my daughter lives to do stuff like mm-hmm. that, so she will make a card for every occasion. She will make a play for you. She will, you know, throw yeah. a confetti on you. Um, <laughs> she won't clean it up. Hmm. Um, my son. The only time I've ever gotten cards from him was when the school made him do yeah. it. Yeah, he's just. And not some into kids it.
0: will t- like literally. I've had. I can't remember which son it was. Oh, my middle son. He's very matter of fact, and he'll write things like, "The school said I had to write you this letter. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the Camp letters. <laughs> yeah. I can't eat dinner until I write you. <laughs> Thanks, son." <laughs> You're okay. But that's like the biggest keeper of all. It is. (laughs) That's so him, too. It's honest. It's totally honest. Yeah.
1: So I think that's true. I think all those dads out there, or kids, or significant others, or whatever, who are wondering what to do on Mother's Day, like, I think you should just ask the mom. Yes. Like, just ask the mom and don't do a freaking appliance. Unless they really Unless you want buy an appliance. Oh, okay. <laughs> I
3: always use holidays as an excuse to buy kitchen appliances that I know my husband doesn't want me to get. Well, I uh, bought
2: I yeah. bought Rebecca a slow cooker for her birthday, and she brought it home, and her husband's like, but you told me not to buy
0: you a, an appliance. Yeah, and she's you. like, right, because you're my <laughs> husband and <laughs> my friend you Can buy, me to buy me a slow cooker. Slow cooker. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think for me, like, my husband's a really good gift giver. I know everyone's, like, rolling their eyes right now. <laughs> most I've heard aren't. Um and I love getting gifts. I do. It's just not. It's not one of my love languages, as they say. <laughs> so if <laughs> it's, not l- say. it's not like
2: it's not like <laughs> saying arm. Um, party. <laughs> no, right, right. But
0: it's it's just no not that important language. to me. But he loves to give them so it makes he loves holidays where he can give me gifts. So I don't know, everyone's like, get out of here. <laughs>
2: no,
1: I <laughs> totally so get that. Yeah.
0: I, I mean I love finding the perfect gift for someone. Yeah. Like there yeah. is something
1: wonderful about that. Somehow Mother's Day doesn't bring that out in people. Yeah, right. right. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just there's
0: just and it's Valentine's Day too. Like there's your typical and well, people tend not to and be people her. get hostile yes. about Mother's Day and Valentine's Day. Like really hostile about like on the anti <laughs> <Like>, you know, <laughs> I'm sort of just neutral. Like, yeah, you know, I'm here. Hey, you right. give me something great, cool. Don't ask me to do anything because I won't. I do That's get upset if like. there's no yeah. card.
2: I like a card. Yeah. I do. Yeah. I need a card. That's all. And Does I, it have and to have you have a flowery to, statement. No, you, no. But I don't like it if you just take the hallmark statement and write like love. Yeah, Whatever. that's yeah, unless yeah. It's Just a say, really, write something. Unless
1: it's a really good card that you obviously searched for and found that was, like, perfect. And you're like, oh, my God, how'd you find that card? Right. Every once in a while you get a card that's pre-written. That I like, found, I found so one of
2: those for my husband. It's about farts. And I thought I have to buy this for him because he is basically an 11-year-old at heart. <laughs> and it was perfect. I didn't have to say a word.
3: My my husband, is he doesn't seem like the sentimental type at all. Um, but he writes me these incredible notes on every card Aww. that he gives me. but I, I've saved them all. It's so unlike him that they're so well, special. Well, then that's what it yeah that yeah. Means a the lot card
1: there. brings it out in
3: him. Yep, it does.
1: All right, so we're gonna move on to our digital dilemma, which is probably also don't send an e mother's card. Yeah, I'm just yeah. Gonna say yeah that. What, what's <laughs> the point? <laughs> don't do an e mother's day card. No, yeah, not good. And your mother? Or a Chances group text? She can't open
0: it. Or a group text.
3: Right. <laughs> I
1: do. Oh my god, the group text. Oh my god, text for Mother's <laughs> Day. I'm covering all you. Got you, Grandma. Got you. No, there are like
3: Mama. people that I barely call friends who include me in a group text every Mother's Day. I'm like, why? Really? They send it to like every mother. Oh yeah, that's now. the other Our pressure. Mother. The mothers oh, tweeting out other mothers yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: on it. Don't do that either. It's not nice. that's Ugh. not nice. It's not nice writing. Nobody wants it. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, our digital dilemma this was submitted via Facebook um, from someone who has a high schooler, a freshman in high mm-hmm. school, and a seventh grader. And her point was that more and more schools, what mentioned before, Megan, are assigning online either like test prep, mm-hmm. flashcard programs, um, study sites, study links. And they have to be done on the computer or a tablet, and you have now, all your screen time rules just, like, went out the window because, first of all, your child can pretend that's what they're doing.
0: Right. And they're actually on yeah.
1: Facebook or their are whatever they're doing. Especially if they're
0: on their phone, it's really hard. Yeah. Really hard to tell. What's and a lot of those
1: flashcard apps, like, they work better on the phone. Like, right. they're kind of made for that, because a lot of them are apps and not even websites, mm-hmm. right? And so, what the hell do you do? Like, how do you, as a parent, tackle this with the school, which I do think this is a parent-school yeah. conversation that has to be had. Um, and what do you do? Do you count that as screen time? No. Do you? No. I mean, how old I is don't the kid? Do you know? Freshman in high Freshman school. Freshman in high school and seventh okay, grade.
3: Okay. I'm sorry, but by that age, I really think that I mean I'm against screen time rules for for kids once they get past a certain age to begin with, but. Um, I think that once they get to be that age, you really have to be handing over so much of the control to them so mm. that they can learn how to how to do these things. Because if you send them off to college where, you know, they've had hard and fast rules about this stuff up until that point, and then suddenly they have no rules. Like I mean, drinking? Yes, exactly. <laughs> I won't even talk about my dorm mates in college and that stuff who had very strict upbringings and then had no rules at all. It was not pretty. and. Um, I think that once you get to that age, that's when you really have to start looking ahead to 17 or 18 when they're going to be gone and saying, okay, now I have to work backwards. Should I be controlling this much of my mm. kid's time? My son, he's in eighth grade, and we used to have a rule, we still have this rule for our daughter, that as soon as they get home from school, they, can have, they set the timer, they can have a 15-minute break, they can watch a little TV, have a snack, and then they do their homework so that it's not like eight o'clock and you're saying you didn't do your homework. My son asked at the beginning of eighth grade if, he, if that rule could be dropped for him, if he could try to manage it on his own. We said, okay. His grades have dropped. They haven't dropped a ton. They've dropped like, you know, five points. I think that's fine. You know, he's learning how to manage it. He's learning how far he can go, and that's going to serve him better in the long run. And he's in 8th grade, he said? He's in 8th grade. And this is the time to do that. Yeah, he's going to be yeah. off on his own for most of the day next year in high yeah. school. Well, and, and it
0: won't, it's not going to count against, you know, that little drop yeah. won't count against him. It's a good time so to it do it. so it gives him some time to
3: yeah, so figure it out. I, I really, I mean, if, if she had said the kid was, you know, 6, that would be
0: one thing, but a 7th grader and a ninth grader, they,
3: they've they got to be in control of their own time
0: more. See, for, but, and I, I have to know more about this about this app specifically, too, because I'm curious whether it's Um, Studying for coursework or studying for some standardized test that I don't even really want my kid taking in the first Mm. place. I feel like that would make me have a little more of a principled stand about it just because why is this important and why does this need, if, if that was what it was, like why does this need to be part of what they're doing after school, which really... Is, you well, know, what about so, all the
1: testing is now moving to computers, right? So, for these kids that aren't used to taking them on a screen, that's going to be, I mean, yeah. in the next four years, that's how they're
2: all moving. But yeah. it's, but it's They're. I mean, I don't know if that's just at my, where my kids go to school, but certainly for my son, 100% of his homework ever since fifth grade is online. He writes everything online. He submits it online. He gets the comments back online. Oh, no, Most no. of the assignments are online. I there's very, very, yeah, there's almost like nothing. They use a thing called Moodle, and there's almost mm-hmm. no physical homework. So they, I, it's not possible for me to say you can't be on the screen. Right. There's screen time, and there's screen time. Not all screen time is created equal. Right. If, you're, if I'm at work all day on my computer... Doing work and sending emails and I, I, has that was was I I mean yes visually and for my you know vision impairment it's screen time but in terms that's not screen time that's doing your work so yeah. same thing for homework same thing for Quizlet which but then do you get one of those monitoring about. systems that says okay
1: I'm allowing this, this this and this but guess what during that time just like the schools do. Facebook shut off, Twitter shut off, mm-hmm. Instagram shut off. Like, all those services are shut off so that I know that they're actually doing their I mean, if your homework, kid
3: needs that, if you've got the kind of kid it. who... <laughs> well, <Right? laughs> if you have the kind of kid or you are the kind of person who can't sit down at the computer without opening a game, then, yeah, maybe you need that. But don't assume that, you know, your kid... Don't make that your default position. Right. See if your kid actually needs that kind of control. Now, here's the more interesting thing, which is that studies that are coming out
1: now, and there's been a lot of them, have shown that learning is way less effective on a screen. I believe that it. Flashcards yeah. that all that stuff just like they've now discovered that highlighting is totally ineffective that right. you actually have to be note taking that highlighting doesn't do anything. Or that reading you.
2: something on a book you remember it much more than when you no. read it on yes. a tablet. That doesn't. That mm. didn't surprise anybody. And that, that writing out your
1: own flashcards is actually it's the act of writing the flashcards mm-hmm. that reinforces right. it not the going back and forth with the flashcards. So that is, I think, the more important conversation that schools yeah. need to be looking at is as they're outsourcing all this stuff and assigning the stuff they think is great. It's also cheaper, whatever it right. is, whatever their contract is, um, that kids might not be retaining the knowledge the in the yeah. same
0: way. Yeah. Our, our, my kid's school, I mean, we are in a small town and um, it's still fairly old school. <laughs> um, so there's still a lot of writing. Lot of the kids do write, write their own notes. Good. You know, their own... It's at the high school and, and middle school level. What I thought is really interesting about the ki- the elementary school, and this is where I get annoyed, is that, in um, Claire isn't only in kindergarten, and then my others are in third and fifth grades um, that are in elementary. And they have to do so many of these, like, little extra add-on sites that yeah. they have to go to during the course of a week. And it's kind of silly, because one might be math facts. And so... You know, my son has to go to this one site, it's IXL, and this other one is something else, so Extra Math, and this other one is... And then my daughter is going to, like, MobyMax and all these... I don't know. And half of them are like, I don't even know where the teacher found these. It's kind of like they went to the busy the busy work seminar. Yeah. yeah. And, we're like, uh. <laughs> and they feel like they're integrating tech into the classroom. Yes. But they're doing it. That's, uh, that's the big problem. And then, you know, they're like, well, um, I'm going to assign 20 minutes of this a night because that's going to, you know... Incorporate that into the home. Like these kids are already doing, and half the stuff that they're doing at home is our learning games anyway. It's, it's, you don't need to do that. Like, it, right. that just feels like an encroachment on my family time. Yeah. For no good reason. Well, a
2: lot great. of homework A lot of homework feels like an encroachment well. on your family <laughs> time for no good reason. That is a bigger
0: idea yeah.
3: right. My kids are in, in New York City public schools. They get none of that. Isn't that interesting? When, when they have to use the computer for homework, it's usually to do Rebecca's favorite pastime, which is make a flyer or make a pamphlet. Or oh, my, um, my <laughs> son will sometimes... It's a brochure of
0: Uruguay. My,
3: my, my son will sometimes um, go on Jupiter grades to see what the assignment is, but they don't
0: have assignments Online, That's I'm wondering so if there's an assumption that every kid in our district has a personal computer at home, A. It's a and big And also maybe has several devices at home, B. I mean, because I've said before, you know, we only have one desktop computer, and I have five kids. And if everybody is assigning hours of computer homework a day, there's no way to make it fit, and I'm not going to buy more computers. Rebecca, do do
3: you know if that's like a New York City school
0: policy, if they just can't assume that
3: kids can do online homework? It is not an assumption that a school has to make, but
1: I think most of them do. Okay. Yeah. So I think that um, there's just an awareness among your teacher body that like that's not that's not reasonable. the reality. There is right. also just a lot to your point, making a lot of old school teachers who are there are those who are jumping in or trying to integrate technology and just look like they're ahead, you know in on everything, mm-hmm. and there are those who are like I'm going to wait and see if any of this shakes out and is right. yes. worth it. Um, particularly in elementary school, I mm-hmm. think teachers are very hesitant um, because. Those those old teachers, they're like, I've seen so many things come and go, yeah. and this is just another thing. All right, so that's where we didn't really solve the dilemma. No, other we didn't. than
2: Sorry, person to who sensors. asked.
1: I really do think it's a parent teacher thing. I, I think it's worth bringing up in PTA meetings. Yeah. Like, I think parents should be not just taking it, and they should be actively talking about it. And
0: I just think like just one more thing is like, uh, my house, my rules. So. If I just decide in principle that this is the way it's going to be in my house, like, yeah. sorry, that's just the way it's going to be. Especially at elementary
3: school level. Right. I'm sorry, it's and, enough. And I it's think like... we all agree that that just that doesn't count as a kid's screen time if you right. have rules yes. about that. Yes. But I do think that a lot of people are stuck in kind of an old fashioned way of thinking that, you know, screen time is entertainment. Right. It, so you kind of have to get life out of that. No, right. Yeah. It's Which all is, and there's no
1: adult who feels that way about their screen time, at Tanayn's yeah. point. Right. Earlier, right, So,
3: like, you have to. It's kind see, of hypocritical. I'm yeah. working. You're on Facebook. I'm working on Facebook. That's,
1: cool. <laughs> That's my work. Um, all right. So bites of the week. Uh, Amy, we're mm. going to start
3: with you, even though you're drinking water. Sorry. Um, <laughs> it's okay. I'm, uh, I am I should mention that I'm now at the almost at the end of my six week low carb experiment. And I was very, very tempted to make my bite of the week carbs because I'm going to be eating,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna eat all
3: of them on Saturday. Um, but I won't. I'll do I'll do a real one that can actually help somebody. Um we have a big mosquito problem in our house. Our backyard is always filled with them. Our front yard is filled with them. It's just a bad area for, for mosquitoes. And they get into the house way more often than I would like. And uh, about, I'd say about seven or eight years ago, my sister, who lives in St. Thomas, brought us the best gift ever, because they have huge mosquito problem down there. She brought us these things that look like tennis rackets, but they're electrified. So you can wave them around and zap Ooh. the mosquitoes. They disappear in a little blue puff of smoke. It's <laughs> the most awesome thing ever. And I don't think we still have those original ones that she brought, but we've been buying them ourselves on Amazon. And they're not expensive. Even with the extra shipping, I think it's under $20 per racket. And if you have mosquitoes in your house, or even outside, it's fun to do it outside, um, it's the best thing I'm going to send them to camp. Oh, my sounds God. like a great camp it's thing. awesome. Yeah, that's Are, Are they expensive? No, they, I think it's like $13 for the racket and another 5 for shipping or something oh, like that. Good. and Prime. Um, I have Amazon Prime. We've, we, no, it's, it's <laughs> no. not on Prime. You have to pay the shipping, but it's worth it. Um, but, yeah, and we've somehow, with two children, never managed to, like, hit each other with them. Um, <laughs> nobody's ever, like, attacked anybody with them. I don't know how big of a, of a shock it would be. It can't be that big. But, um, yeah, it's awesome. And you get this. I, I've been doing this for almost, like, seven or eight years now, and I still get this little bloodlusty thrill every time I kill <laughs> one. They disintegrate. Awesome. Yeah, and if they're full of somebody's blood, they really smell. Oh, but yeah. you're like, ha, oh. I got you back. <laughs> <God>. <laughs>
1: I feel like they'd be good for the zombie apocalypse. Yes. (laughs) Only if the zombies
3: are really small and made of something combustible. I don't know. Mm
2: -hmm. All right, Nancy? Uh, Oh, I thought you were going around the table. Um, (laughs) I'm going to leave Megan for that. Mine is, I have have sort of a heavy one this week. Um, I've been reading um, John Krakauer's new book, Missoula. Um, My husband brought it home, and I stole it immediately. And I keep on putting it back on his nightstand, but I lost his place a long time ago, and I'm totally (laughs) reading it now. Cannot share, Um, but it's um, it's too long, and I'm sort of I'm about 200 pages in, and I'm starting to skim a little. But I do think if you have older children who are heading towards college age, it is a fascinating portrait of. what is happening with sexual assault on college campuses? Yeah. How boys see it, how girls see it, how it happens over and over again. What the societal perceptions of it are, what the misperceptions are. Like the rate of, you know, people of women falsely reporting rape is like somewhere between two and five percent. And even though everyone talks about it, like oh, lots of women make it up, it's not really true. It doesn't really happen. Mm-hmm. So it, it, there's a lot of stuff like that that's very interesting. But I think if you do have Kids who are heading towards college, it's um, it's important for you as a parent to know that, to have the tools to talk to your kids about it, and if you think your kids are sort of able, your older kids, to have them take a look too. Maybe not read the whole thing because it's very dense, but.
3: And what's the name um, of
2: it? It's called uh, Missoula. So, he, so he says over and over again that Missoula, Montana was just the town he chose because they got a lot of um, attention from the Department of Justice because they'd had a bunch of rapes, but that statistically speaking, it's about as typical as any college town, which is terrifying because the numbers are really, really shocking. Hmm. So that is mine, John Krakauer's Missoula, just out in hardback.
0: Wow. All right, Megan, you're up. Okay. <laughs> well, this is this is so silly. But I don't know if you Silly's guys are good. clumsy like me. Um, yes. I am on, I don't know, my uh, many numbers of iPhones in because <laughs> I constantly drop them and shatter the screen. And I don't know if you guys know this, but if you take your iPhone in to be fixed after shattering the screen, they will say, oh, we can't fix this, and then you'll have to pay a bunch of money for a new phone while they're downloading all your, your Data or whatever. So it got so ridiculous. I had done it so many times that um, I finally went to my husband. I was like, I can't, I can't find, I'm not a lot, I can't own nice things. Um, but he's, he actually did find on Amazon a, a new case cover or a new like glass cover for it. And then he put it on with double sided tape, but he also huh. taped all around. You guys can see, I now have tape across the top oh. of my phone and the bottom. And the great thing is now when I drop it, and it still cracks, it doesn't like shatter all the way down. Hmm. Huh. So it's like if you're super clumsy and you don't care about having a really ugly phone, which I evidently don't because this has cracks. But and if stuff you hadn't it,
3: said anything, it looks normal.
0: Yes, it does. Yeah. We'll <laughs> take a picture of it We'll show it to everybody. Yeah. <laughs> That's I mean, for a while, it was so cracked that every time I held it to my ear, like little shards of glass were uh, like falling out of this. What so. is it with iPhones?
3: They seem to self destruct. I'm terrible. I dropped my, my the Nokia. Nokia works. I, I dropped my Nokia two full stories yesterday. And it survived.
0: Out I a really window? need to switch back to no.
3: It, you know the space. You know, like on on brownstone stairs, oh, yeah, the yeah, space yeah. between. I dropped it down two entire stories.
0: Wow, yeah. wow. And it like
3: hit everything on the way down, and it survived. All right. There's a plug for that phone. Um, <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's, that's Amy's other bite of the week. Um, all right. So my bite of the week is for Mother's Day. Um, to go to globalgiving.com or org actually globalgiving.org um, if you, instead of giving flowers that will die the next day from the bodega on your corner, if you live in New York, <laughs> or Trader Joe's, or wherever you pick up your flowers, um, you can actually search by women and children. Oh. And it will give you charities around the world, including here at home, um, Asia, Africa, Europe, whatever. And you can pick a charity that will donate to a mom usually it's a micro loan kind of thing Um, it could be half for international like they aggregate all of these things you can send a a child to girl to school Mm. you can do an education program for a mom you can do um, six months worth of diapers for a new mom in a shelter you can do all these different things and i would recommend doing that instead of whatever thing you're planning uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any of those other things. Yes, do this instead, and just like pick up food. Just don't let like, make your wife. Your wife shouldn't have to cook or do anything on Mother's Day. Mm-hmm. But you don't have to spend money on a big old gift. Do this instead, and help another mom who probably doesn't have someone helping her out. That's awesome. That is my bite of the week. And thank you, everyone. Thank yeah. you, Megan, so oh, much for right. joining us. so, it was so great mm-hmm. to have you. Um, thanks, Amy. Thank you, Nancy. And if you want to check us out on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Parenting Bites, that is where we put all the show notes. Amy does an amazing job every week of writing up everything we talked about on the show. You you. can find it all, including a picture of Megan's cracked phone. Yes. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And and the pregnant picture of her with her (laughs) other son
2: (laughs) tantrum. With a link this time. Thank you very much.
1: And we'll put a link to Megan's podcast and The Happiest Home as well. You can check us out on Twitter. Just do hashtag ParentingBytes. That's the best way to find us. And, of course, go to play.it and you will find the Parenting Bites podcast as well as all the other play.it podcasts. And you can check us out on iTunes also at ParentingBytes. Review us, keep, rate us, comment. And keep
2: the digital dilemmas coming.
1: Yeah, keep commenting on Facebook about digital dilemmas that you need solved because obviously we're so good at solving them <laughs> Yeah. And
2: until next week. Thank you. Bye. Bye.